Hello and welcome to an all-in football podcast, Fantasy Premier League show special edition. I am the FPL guru, Alex Rex. And as you can see today, I am by myself, if you are watching on YouTube. Um, I We were going to hold off until our new release date of Wednesday to do um, a podcast or and a YouTube video on the potential of wildcard specials and, and a review of the first three game weeks of the season. But I've had quite a few DMs come in uh, asking for advice on certain things. And I just first of all want to say I really appreciate everyone's involvement in getting involved in the uh, in the brand new YouTube channel that you can see in front of you now um, and uh, the brand new FPL podcast and show that we've done this season. So thank you. Keep sending the questions in. Um, keep liking and subscribing uh, and following us on Instagram, Twitter uh, and uh, and TikTok at All In Football Pod or All In Football P. Um, it, your support is greatly appreciated. So I wanted to throw that out there um, straight away. Um, Without further ado, let's just let's just get into doing doing the questions that I've had thrown in. So so far, it's been I think it's nearly half a million managers have activated their wild card. It was in excess of four hundred thousand last time it was checked. Um, so there's quite a lot of things that have happened: uh, transfer deadline day, the international breaks, um, certain Cristiano Ronaldo has joined the Premier League again, um, and that was the first question that came in. And it was, can Ronaldo go up in price during? Um, this 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 game week itself before the deadline. Now, there's been two different answers to this question. So, um, uh, one of the guys who's, who is in the know, Gianni Butici, who's a guy from FPL Diary, he put out an Instagram post telling people not to panic. He can't go up this game week because players are locked for price wise for one game week um, when they first join the game. And uh, it's very similar to if they get a red flag as an injury, apparently they're locked in price for one game week, but also it could only be one actual physical calendar week. So potentially his price could change 7th, 8th of September because he joined the game. I think it was the 31st of August or it was the 1st of September. So just something to keep an eye on there, but he um, he shouldn't be able to go up in price within the next sort of three three to, uh, three to four days, well, three days if, you, if you're taking this in when it's uh, it's been released, recording Friday, but potentially be uh, looking at this on a Saturday. Um, is he essential versus Newcastle at home? Um, I'll do the old cliche, no fantasy football player is essential. Um, but at 12.7% owned, it's amazing. Bruno Fernandes has been transferred out by over half a million managers already. He's still 50% owned in the game, which is crackers. Uh, but uh, Ronaldo, the short answer is no, he's not essential. Um, there's almost no doubt in my mind that he'll start. And there's no doubt in my mind that a lot of players will, will, will captain him. But, if we have a look at the fixture difficulty rating that's on the uh, the FDR, that's on the Fantasy Premier League site, um, West Ham away is the game after that. That's not easy. Um, Villa at home, Everton at home. But then I want you to just have a look uh, at uh, the fixtures above here for Lukaku. So Southampton at home, Brentford away, Norwich at home, Newcastle away after the next three games. So United play Newcastle, West Ham and Villa. Um He's not essential. I want to just quickly look at Kane as well. Palace, Chelsea and Arsenal next three. He's not essential. But what I would say is that you should probably transfer him in if you can do it for less than a four-point hit or less than a four-point, less than eight-point hit, a four-point hit at minimum. And it doesn't also compromise your team structure. You've got to look at who you're taking out at the same time. 
um, and who you'd be replacing with. And also, real focus, Leeds, Palace and Brentford are the next three games for Liverpool. So arguably, they've got better fixtures than Manchester United. We've got Newcastle, West Ham and Villa, just to recap. So you could probably get away with not having Ronaldo um, and captaining someone like Mo Salah and, and, and covering the points. But I would say if you can do it without ripping your team up with just maybe a minus four or even your two free transfers, which is something that I've got. I've got two free transfers this week, so I'll be getting Ronaldo in and it won't cost me any money um, for Danny Ings, which is great. And I'll just downgrade Mares in the midfield to probably someone like Momo Sissoko. Momo Sissoko, Moussa Sissoko, Momo Sissoko, that's a throw. Okay. Uh, but uh, Moussa Sissoko who's obviously just gone to Watford from Spurs and he's 4.5 million midfielder. Uh, I think he's he's going to play pretty much every single game for Watford. Um, it probably gives you a little bit more going forward than someone like Basuma. Uh, and also Basuma someone you've got to watch out for coming back from a redless country. Um, but anyway, that's something we'll, we'll, we'll touch on in a minute. Um, get Ronaldo if you can get him for less than a four-point hit. That's what I'd say to do because you are also you are going to keep him for the next three game weeks, and then you can look at moving to Lukaku, and he's a great placeholder for Lukaku at that point. Because Southampton, uh, Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle—I mean, the fixtures just become pretty insane for Chelsea after that point. Um, without labouring the point, labouring that point too much, Ronaldo, if you can get him. One question came in: Will the purchase of Vlasic from West Ham affect Ben Rama's minutes? I don't think it will, judging on the start to the season. I think Bowen's probably the man who's got to be a little bit more nervous or Fornells than Ben Rama, because Ben Rama's been the one in the best form. Uh, over the course of a season, they needed the strength in depth because they are going to be playing in Europe. So I think that's the factor that's going to affect the minutes rather than the purchase of Vlasic. Uh, there will be some rotation in there. I also... They don't really have another striker. So um, there'll be the rotation for Antonio as well because he's he's not exactly bulletproof, is he? So Bowen potentially will play up front, then will Vlasic fit into the midfield? I um, I don't think it's something to worry about personally. That's why I'd, I'd say on that one. Um, how many premiums should I have if I'm wildcarding? Very good question because... I've seen a number of different teams. So I've had a, a few teams sent over to me already in terms of can you rate them and have a look at them and see what you think. So forgive me for looking down for right now for the uh, for the YouTube uh, YouTube listeners, YouTube listeners, YouTube watchers. Um, but generally speaking, if you have three premiums, you have to compromise so much on the rest of your team. Uh, three premiums, what I mean by that is Salah, Lukaku and Ronaldo. Um, Lukaku, Kane and Ronaldo because you've run three uh, I think you have to compromise too much on the rest of your team and you absolutely would have to drop Trent Alexander-Arnold and I don't think that's the right move to do at all personally um, I think a few people have been talking about dropping Trent and I, I, I just don't just don't see it at all um, in terms of expected points uh, this is Fantasy Football Hub by the way guys the Optus stats that you can get on there um, looking at expected points um, Cancelo is the only defender who who betters him. Um, just to go and click on defenders again to uh, clear out the, uh, the 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 nonsense that you don't need to see. Cancelo is the only one who's got a better expected points. But looking at actual points, um, Alonso is the only one who's got more points than him. 
by one. Uh, Regulon and Janssen have got the same amount. Janssen's isn't, aren't really sustainable for the whole season. Uh, Regulon's potentially, you never know. But he, he's just... Is is a machine in terms of expected assists. He's top just there. Expected goal involvement. Yeah, I mean, um, really weirdly, Rob Holdings at the top. It's a surprise, isn't it? Um, but Trent Alexander-Arnold's um, right up there again. I think BPS top. Like Trent is Trent is worth the money. So my advice would be to go with if you're wildcarding um, Trent and two of the premium players, whether that be Lukaku and Ronaldo or... I mean, I'm saying this. I think you should definitely get keep Salah. I know there's a doubt over Firmino's fitness and everyone's saying, well, can Jota cover the minute, could cover the minutes? Well, I'm actually looking at Liverpool's fixtures, probably have both of them. Um, I, I wouldn't be dropping Salah. He looks like a great captaincy option for the next three game weeks. Um, if I had had to pick, I'd go... And I was doing a, a wild card right now, it'd be Salah, Ronaldo, and I'd have Trent. Um, I'd probably go for a three-five-two formation. Uh, you have to look at your structure, and why I'd go for a three-five-two is because the cheaper midfielders that you can get to play offer better value for money than your cheaper strikers, in in my opinion. So I'd be looking at a three-five-two. I'd probably go in Ronaldo and Antonio up front. DCL's got a, a, um, a flag on him for his broken toe, uh, even though it, he does. Yeah, he does look great. It was a straight, straightforward transfer. Everyone was doing Ings to a DCL this week, weren't they? So five in midfield uh, and look at your, your team structure at that point. And I'd, um, yeah, I'd probably uh, get someone like Emmanuel Dennis up front as a, as a third striker uh, just to sit on the bench, basically, and, and make sure he's playing. But I'd go for a 3-5-2 formation, Salah and Ronaldo in terms of premiums. Um, one question came in, who, to, who do I need to look out for in an international break? Um, a couple of tips maybe for look out for players. Uh, the first one was Ronaldo. Did he play 90 minutes? He did. He scored two goals. He got the winners. He, he broke the record for most international goals ever for a, a, um, a one player. So that's the sort of thing I'd be looking for. Players that are playing minutes, uh, how many they're getting under the under their belt. Um, but the, the main thing actually to look out for is to probably look at who's not going to be back. Uh, and because there's the uh, the issue with the red list countries and the quarantine, and this is one of the reasons why I'd really hold off wildcarding, because there's a whole host of players here that could be in in trouble for um, for not going away. They could be banned for playing for was it five days after the the deadline. They could miss two Premier League games. They could miss a, a European game if they have to quarantine for ten days when they get back. So. There's a there's a potential there's a potential ban where they'd miss game week four, and there's a potential where they would be forced to play in a game next week, and then they'd have to quarantine for ten days when they came back. So keep an eye on this uh, and what's going on. Have a look on the Fancy Football Hub site, um, or have a look on the main Premier League site. That hopefully will um, will give you give you an update. But at the moment, looking at players affected, um, not something really to worry about in terms of Arsenal, but uh, you know, Pepe is one of them. But Villa, uh, Buendia, Man Martinez, two very important players there. No one really is an option from um, from from Brentford. But Brighton, you've got Basuma. He's someone that everyone's looking at for a cheap enabler. Thiago Silva from Chelsea, uh, Zaha from Palace. If you look at Everton, Richarlison and James Rodriguez. Um, James obviously was someone you probably look out for for minutes as well if he was going to be fit. Costa. 
But Rafinha for Leeds is a big one in a lot of people's teams. And and talking of big ones, you go down to Leicester, everyone's favourite four million, pretty much, other than uh, Duffy. Um Simicas, of course. No, what am I saying? Everyone's third favourite four million, actually. Sorry, I'm Arty. You're uh, you're low on the list. Uh Soyunchu and Didi, Ianacho and Dakar all potentially out for Leicester. Liverpool have got Alisson, Fabino, Firmino and potentially Salah out. So Edison and Jesus for, for City, um, uh, Cavani for Man United, if there's any other ones, but there's there's not really too many others to mention on the Davidson Sanchez for Spurs. Um, was there anyone else on this one I wanted to have? Okay, Emmanuel Dennis, yeah. Emmanuel Dennis for Watford. So already there are a few players in there that I was mentioning in wildcard drafts and will be in a lot of people's teams and are highly owned. So you've got to keep an eye out for this because it's an ever-changing story. Um, yeah. I, I, for me personally, if you can make two two or three transfers, take a minus four or minus eight and sort your team out, um, I wouldn't look to wildcard anyway this week. Uh, again, but that's just a personal preference that you'd be stronger position taking a minus four and holding it. Um, any must-haves on a wildcard? Well, I, I, I'd if I was wildcarding this week again, like I said, I'd have Salah, I'd have Ronaldo, I'd have Trent. I'd be looking at a couple of four million defenders, probably Brandon Williams and Liveramento. Um, I think they're two good options just to put in your team. It were probably relatively nailed, looking at the fact Liveramento has kept his place, even when Kyle Walker-Peters is back in that parade, parade whatever he's called, the other, the other wing back at Southampton has been dropped instead of Liveramento, which is, which is big. Um other midfield your midfielders is is your blend Antonio sorry of course up front I think he's he's a must he's on fire one of the best best performance ever of the first three game weeks for many I think it's the one in like FPL history he's right up there in the best first three weeks you've ever had he's anyone's ever had um, your midfield you've probably got one of Torres Jota or Greenwood you've probably got one of um, Traore uh, Ben Rama and Rafinha if not two of them you'll probably need an enabler so you've got freed up the money. So you're going to go for either a Basuma or a Sissoko or someone like that at 4.5 million. Um, that's your structure. But in terms of must-haves, um, Trent, Salah, Ronaldo, Antonio. That's, those are the uh, the ones I, I wouldn't I would not look past at all um, on that. Um, also, if we look at the um, uh, that's my my team there. Sorry, guys. Uh, if we looked at the the fixture difficulty rating as well. Uh, you can look at this on um, the Fantasy Football Hub website if you wanted to do so as well in terms of uh, fixtures. So you can click on that and have a look about who's got the um, the best fixtures moving forward and, and, and it gives you uh, a really good idea of, there we go, of who's got the best fixtures moving forward. So for the next four, game week four to game week nine, Arsenal have got the best fixtures, but Everton, Leeds, Wolves, Chelsea, Man United, Palace, Watford. These are the sort of teams I'd be looking at in terms of who to bring in for, for players for your wild card. Have a look who've got the best runs of fixtures. Um, but you, you don't forget, you also don't get a new wild card until game week 20. So you probably look for longer than the range of game week nine. You know, you'd need to look to have the fixture swings. I'm not saying look to game week 19 because, you know, that's a bit insane, really. They play, you, you play everybody. It's a bit of a lottery. But you want to have a look at fixture runs. So you can see here, Chelsea have got that fixture on there. Plan ahead with a couple of your transfers. Um, Norwich, you know, somewhere like Williams is a good backup. You can tell he's, they're, they're high up in terms of this. Uh, Wolves, fixture difficulty rating, they're fourth. Uh, Wolves are third. 
Watford, Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle, Villa, Leeds, Everton at home, Palace, West Ham at home, Norwich, Burnley, all up until game week 14. So would I have a couple of Wolves players? I'd probably have one defender. I think uh, Leeds and uh, Wolves rotate really well for the next sort of 10 game weeks. So in your wildcard team, you might have Ailing and Cody or Ailing and Semedo or something like that. Um, as a as a good option, but yeah, have a look at those uh, those 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 teams. Look at the look at the fixture swings. Look at the the, the defenders that rotate because you don't want to be wasting those valuable transfers. If you play a wild card this week, you won't be able to play a wild card uh, until after game week nineteen to so game week twenty onwards. So you don't want to be wasting any of those valuable like fifteen transfers that you'll get on defenders and goalkeepers. So have I'd have two rotating keepers, and I know I'm in the minority there, but I'd have Sanchez and Backman. Um, with COVID still around, uh, potential quarantines, everything else, I don't understand why anyone would take the risk of having a a keeper that's sort of dead weight on your bench who doesn't play. But that's that's my opinion personally, especially when people are looking at potentially getting a 5 million keeper in, De Gea's, Sars from Wolves. I don't understand it, but two 4.5 million keepers, that's what I do. Um, uh, Rotating defenders, so... Trent and Shaw, for example, will play every game week, and then you could rotate between Williams, Liveramento, uh, or Ailing and Cody with Liveramento as a backup, for an example. But look at them so you've got three playing defenders every week, and then you would uh, wait, wish on switch, you'd spend your transfers on your, on your attacking assets. Continue to do your captaincy matrix. So you look at these teams and see who's going to be in there. And that's, again, one of the reasons why I would pick the, the, um, uh, the premiums that I would pick. Uh, I'd probably go for Ronaldo captain against Newcastle. Then uh, the next two game weeks, I'm probably looking at Mo Salah, Palace at home and then Brentford away. You know, those are the two best fixtures out there. So if I'm wildcarding, I'm not Luke, I'm not actually going to captain Lukaku in any of the next three, but then I'm going to bring him in for game week seven. And then I'd probably captain him in game week seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Let that sink in. <laughs> so for me, Ronaldo, and then you make sure you just plan your transfer in game week seven to uh, to Lukaku from Ronaldo. Uh, but do your captaincy matrix and make sure you have. And also make a list of enablers, like I've said, Williams, Livermento, Sissoko, the newer ones. But keep an eye on those guys uh, as well. Uh, injuries to watch out for. For me, know the impact it'll have on Jota and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, the impact that'll have on your team. Anyway, I've gone on for too long now already, guys. So thank you ever so much for tuning into to, uh, this uh, this video. Um, and also this podcast I'm going to put this one out and then we'll do a, uh, a, a longer one where we'll go to a little bit more depth uh, we'll put on our new release date of Wednesdays we've had a bit of feedback that Fridays were a little bit late in terms of uh, getting stuff done so we're putting them out on a Thursday night so we're going to try to get them done on a Tuesday if we can uh, and get the uh, the content out for Wednesdays um, so you can fire any questions at me thank you so much again for all of your support I really appreciate it I love what we do here so uh, yeah keep uh, keep in touch and uh, I'll uh, I'll sign off from here and thanks very much for tuning in bye for now <laughs>